It's early in the year and already there are people that are contemplating giving up on their goals and moving on to bigger and better things. What if you had everything you needed to be successful in the goals you originally established? Today on the Champion Forum podcast, I will challenge you to consider a mindset shift, understanding that success might be closer than you think within your reach and waiting to be discovered. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I wanted to touch on this one. I think the timing is absolutely right, given where we are in as of the recording of this show, which is January 8th of 2024. You know, it's around this time of of the new year that people are already seeing that maybe the goals they established are going to require a little more effort than they thought. And I have to tell you, this conversation has come up with me and many, many people throughout the years. This is the person, I want to talk to the person today that's always moving towards the new shiny object, the new thing. Uh, they, they get this dr- adrenaline rush when something new is about to happen. And so they go out and they all, they're always creating new. You know, they're the person that's always coming to you when you have coffee and they're like, oh my gosh, I have such exciting news. I'm starting a new thing. And you've seen this play out with this person so many times that you just kind of listen and give some fake applause because you know this thing's only going to last a couple of weeks, a couple of months at best because they're the type of person that just doesn't stay with something. And so because they can't stay with something, they're always broadcasting the new thing like it's exciting and new and they want to rally everybody and get excited about it. And that might be you listening today. That's This doesn't make you a bad person. But what I have found, the people that win at the highest levels are the people that set realistic goals and they canvas every square inch of that goal before they give up on it or before they move to another thing. And by the way, I'm not here to tell you that there's not a time to throw in the towel and say, hey, I've exhausted all I know to exhaust and it's time to pivot. There is a time for that. But that's not the person I'm talking to today. I'm talking to the person today that goes through their career aspirations, their success aspirations, like the pinball of life. That's not going to help you. Each day I listen to people telling me that they wish that they were over there, you know, over there, over there where things are better. Over there where life is a lot easier, over there where they can get promoted easier, over there where the competition isn't as fierce, you know, over there where people will respect them more, uh, or, or how about over there where that boss is more uplifting and supportive, or maybe how about over there where, where their dream job uh, is and it's going to pay even better than how they're getting paid right now? Or, or how about over there where it, they're, they're at, in a business that they absolutely love and the money's flowing and the, business, the, the money's coming into the business easily? You know that over there? You know the over there I'm talking about? Maybe you have fallen victim to over there. Always over there. Never right here. It's always over there. And this used to be me as well. 
I was always looking for the new thing, the breakthrough, the life hack, the the side hustle. You know, side hustle can be a sexy way of saying I don't want to put my effort into the thing. I want to put it into other things. Now, look, I'm all about a good side hustle here, but you hear my heart. In the early 2000s, I began my rookie year as an outside B2B salesperson. I'm working off of a commission draw, and quite frankly, I wasn't as good at being a salesperson as as I thought that I was going to be. I have a pregnant wife, and I was wanting to buy our first house. I was in a one-bedroom apartment. You know, what kind of father am I going to be, like bringing a child into this world here? So I did what I thought was the right thing. I went out and started several side hustles as a way to make some more money and save for my future. I mean, Folks, when I tell you side hustle, um, I'm over glamorizing this. I would I would go out and cut grass. I, I would paint houses. I, I would work as a laborer part time for this construction firm, and I would do any odd job that I could find. And this seemed like a way to make more money while I was trying to figure out this sales thing. And I was having lunch one day with my sales manager. And I began telling him the exciting news that my wife was pregnant and I wanted to buy our first home. I went on to tell him of all the work I was doing in the evenings and on the weekends to make it happen. Here I am thinking, man, he's going to be real impressed with me. He smiled, he nodded his head, listened to me explain my master plan, but didn't really give much feedback to it. A week later, I showed up at the office and there was a package on my desk with a letter. And I opened the letter to find it was written by him. And enclosed with the letter was the book Lead the Field by Earl Nightingale. Up to that point, I really... I really hadn't read a book. Um, That's kind of embarrassing to say. If it wasn't for Cliff's Notes, there's no chance I graduate high school. Um, You know, I think I might have read like Where the Red Fern Grows in sixth grade because it was required reading. But I'm here to tell you, like, I had never at this point in my early 20s to that point never picked a book up and read it because I thought it would be a good idea. And here's what he says in this letter. He said, if I read this book and I execute the principles that were in the book, that not only would I be in a position to buy my new home, but I would be able to create a life that I couldn't even imagine. And I'm reading this letter and it was compelling and I felt obligated to this book. He, he also in the letter asked me to go back and read chapter two again after I completed the book. So read the book. Go back to chapter two, read chapter two again, and then come see him to discuss what I had learned. Seemed compelling. So I did exactly what he asked me to do. And chapter two of the book is titled Acres of Diamonds. Earl Nightingale, the author, he tells of an African farmer who had heard of people making a lot of money discovering diamond mines. The farmer was very intrigued, uh, so much so that he sold off his farm and went prospecting for diamonds. He prospected for a long time with zero success. Eventually, um, it all it all comes spiraling down. Here he sold off his dream farm. He's out prospecting for these big diamond mines. He's hearing of all these stories of people becoming millionaires, and it got the best of him. He gets depressed, throws himself into a river, and drowns himself. Back home, the person who had purchased the farm was walking through the property one day, walking through a creek bed, sees a shiny rock as he was wandering through the creek bed. 
He thought the rock looked awesome, so he took it home, put it on his mantle. Sometime later, the, the, the new farmer had a visitor come to his home, sees the rock on the mantle, and almost faints. He asked the farmer w- whether he knew what it was that, that he had on the mantle, and the farmer replied he had no idea what it was, that he just thought it was a pretty rock. And the visitor informs him, this is a diamond. And the farmer didn't believe him and responded, listen, um, if that's a diamond, there's several just like it on the stream in my property. And that farm later turned out to be one of the largest diamond mines in Africa. The farm later turned out to be what was the largest diamond mine. The first farmer, he had acres of diamonds right under his feet. He sold the land for peanuts and went prospecting somewhere else to find success of which he never found. Here's the moral of the story. We spend a lot of time looking at other pieces of land, forgetting to till our own pieces of land. And sometimes we sell or give away our acres, not realizing that the gems we're seeking are right under our feet. So I finally, I I do go, I went, I talked to my boss and he zones in on chapter two. He said that he was very confident that I had the skills that were required to be a world-class salesperson. He told me that he felt like I was ignoring my acres of diamonds by putting my effort into all the evening uh, and weekend work. Now, he didn't demean me by saying, you know, bro, you're cutting grass and painting houses. I mean, look, uh, if anything, I would think that I would, that was respectable, right? But he told me like I was putting my efforts in the wrong places. He showed me how if I just spent 90 minutes more a day cold calling and building my prospecting skills, that it would translate into more sales, which would then do what? Translate into more commission. He even showed me the exact scenarios that could play out by doing the math on a whiteboard. So this wasn't like pie in the sky, work harder, boss type conversation. This was scenario one, scenario two, scenario three, scenario four. And folks, I'm here to tell you that even the worst case scenario had me earning way more than I could earn cutting grass and painting the sides of houses. And I'm here to tell you that not only was he right, but it was the first encounter of my life that I began to understand the difference between making money and building wealth. In Lead the Field, Earl Nightingale notes that the reason why, why over there, quote unquote, always looks great is because someone's taking good care of the land over there. Now, that's an interesting concept, isn't it? Don't you find it interesting that all you have to do is take care of your career, take care of your relationships, take care of your family, take care of your business, whatever it is that you're currently involved in. Isn't that fascinating? I find it very fascinating. All you have to do is explore and improve on what you have right now. And with time, it will look as good or maybe even better than what you were looking at over there. And far too often, people give up too soon when things get hard. They just go chase the new shiny thing because it's not that hard when it's new. It's exciting when it's new. Many times, it just seems easier to just jump and start over in the other place. It could be another job, a new business, a new house, a new relationship. It's just new. 
man, it feels good too. I got to tell you. And by the way, I love that adrenaline high of new of risk taking and, and all of this, but it can reach a point in your life that if you don't control this, and this is the nature of how you live your life, you're never going to get traction in anything. If you want to change your life for the better, what you have to do is start cultivating the acres that you have. Start investing time in your career, in your current relationships, in the business that you already have, and of course, in your personal growth. We can't sit here and play the blame game and the comparison game. Well, if I just had their looks, well, if, if I just spoke the way they spoke, well, if I just, if I just, if I just... Maybe that person has spent countless hours becoming a speaker that way or building that leadership skill or becoming a great entrepreneur. You, you may have started a business or gotten into a job that's not working out like you thought it would. Been there, done that. However, now that you're there, have this belief that you can turn things around. You are where you are. And that place you're standing in right now might be the right place for you in this moment. Explore every opportunity, have a level of patience, and I'll bet if you do and you stay with it, you'll find gems that will astonish you. Don't jump ship before you have exhausted everything that you can possibly think of. Maybe you're listening today and this is hitting a nerve. Maybe you're listening today and you're not happy with where your life is. You're not happy with your career. You're not happy with your job. You're not happy with the business that you thought was going to be the big breakthrough or the relationship that you're in. Have you been busy looking around for solutions in other places, for other pieces of land to prospect, prospect in or look in or, or cultivate or mine in this case? Isn't it time to explore what's right in front of you before moving on to something else? Isn't it time you prospected in your land first? You know, we're in the first month of a new year. And every year I talk to people, how's your goals? How's the things? By the way, you know my thoughts on New Year's resolutions. If, you, if you've been listening to me any length of time, I'm not a big fan of them. Because people that make a huge deal about New Year's resolutions are typically the ones that don't keep them. I, I mean, how dare us wait on a date to start saying we're going to be awesome. Uh, Hey, look, when January, I mean, we're saying this like in September. Well, hey, you know what? When January 1st starts, I'll give it another go. Some of us are already saying, hey, 2025 is going to be my breakthrough year. We haven't even ended the first month. Now's not the time to give up. Now might not be the time to start something new. Now might be the time to get the shovel out on the acres that you have and dig a little deeper and find what's already right in front of you. You know who you are. You know who you are if you're listening. And if you're that if you're the person that has already given up on your goals for the year and you're off to the the exciting new thing, this episode was specifically for you cuz that cycle has to change. I care enough to tell you that. You are the person that runs from one new thing to the next new thing when things get hard or you get challenged. You justify yourself by telling everyone around you how exciting the new thing's going to be and everyone gives you fake applause and wishes you the best of luck. Not this year and not this time and not you. Stay with it. Push through the hard. Learn the skills that you need. Invest in your personal development. Mine every square inch of your acres because within it lies your wealth. 
within it lies your fulfillment. Within it lies your legacy. And within it might lie your generational impact. I know your heart is to serve. I know your heart is to win. But within this effort lies your own acres of diamonds.